This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. And we're really excited because we have an incredible episode today. We have a beauty school episode. We're talking to Dr. Trina Ebersole, and she's a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. She a badass. Super badass. You guys are going to learn a ton. Yes. I thought I kind of knew about, especially when it comes to fillers and stuff, I'm like, oh, I know all about it and I don't like it. My mind has completely changed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she, one, is just so wonderful and knowledgeable and beautiful. Not that that matters, but she's a beautiful bad bitch. And her passion really comes through, I think, when she's talking. Mm -hmm. And especially because, you know, she, when we asked her why she got into medicine and into aesthetics, she initially wanted to help kids. But, like, at the end of the day, she really just reminded us, I think, of ourselves because we love to give the gift of beauty. And, like, we just know how important, you know, your face is. Your face is what you show to the world. And when somebody, you can help somebody to like look in the mirror and be like, damn bitch, that's me. I didn't even know that like that was what I look like, what I always thought that I looked like, but you brought that forward. It's just like, it's just the greatest gift. And we can tell that that's something that Trina loves to offer also. So she answered all of y'all's questions. Okay, not all of them. Not all of them. We didn't get to all of them. We had so many great ones. Yes. But we have more in store for the future. Totally. Where we can have her answer more of the questions, hopefully, than all of them. Totally. But she chose to answer questions, especially ones that we had multiple of. Mm-hmm. We, we really went with those. So if you didn't hear your question answered, that just means like get back on IG. We loved hearing from you guys on the gram. And ask your friends and your mamas and your cousins to ask some questions too. Maybe you guys all have similar questions so we can get some more of them and more groups of them next time. Yeah. She's really great. She's so smart. So sweet. Yes. Super smart. Homegirl's got already, like, 12 years of school. She's about to go for another six, I think. I'm like, altogether, girl, 18 years. She's She's like, no, bitch, more. More. She's about to go to Harvard. We just met her, but we're already so proud of her. We're just like, you're absolutely incredible. And, yeah, I guess we can just stop gushing and let you guys listen. So without further ado, here's our conversation and all of your listener letter questions answered with Dr. Trina Ebersole. I'm Dr. Trina Ebersole, and I am from St. Louis. I went to college and med school in Kansas City at a combined like college and medical school program, so that was six years. 
And then after that, after you become a doctor, you do training in whatever you want to specialize in. And so I chose plastic surgery. So plastic surgery training is six years. So I wow. am in my last year of plastic surgery training at Washington University in St. Louis School of Medicine. We call it WashU. Um, <laughs> and then after that, if you want, you can specialize even more and do aesthetic surgery fellowship and that's what i'm going to be doing at harvard next year and by next yes! year it's academic I year chilled she's going to harvard <laughs> she's going harvard. that's huge that's so exciting yeah. congratulations thanks also so, God, that's so much school I know it's forever. That's it's eight, forever. It's, that's eighteen years of school no, by my count, right? Like, um, it's I think like way more. It's forever, dude. It's forever. I know. And that's why there's some questions in here that are like, oh, like how do you pick a plastic surgeon? I'm like, go to the right person. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. We do so much school. Yeah, and there's a you know there's a lot of things like even with aesthetics that I'm like, laser isn't something that you want to go on Groupon for. Like, pay for the yeah. best laser. And like, I'm sure that's yeah, the same totally. thing with like plastic surgery. And I'm so excited for you to teach all of us about just like everything that you know but also the importance of going to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing this girl is about to do yeah. at minimum 20 years of schooling <laughs> to be able to do this which is probably why it's best that estheticians like me and Alex like don't do Botox, don't do Botox. you know like but, but I even think and like not oh god I feel bad because I feel like I've talked shit on dermatologists before and I'm not trying to do that right now but I do feel like when it comes to fillers and Botox that a plastic surgeon does make more sense because yeah. of like your background and schooling more than yeah. a dermatologist. I, I definitely think you can go to a dermatologist. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I also think that we do a lot of training and I think we do surgery. And so there's different subtleties that you are trained to look at yes. and things like that, mm. that I think going to a plastic surgeon or somebody who's well-trained is definitely important. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited. So we've been taking, this is for like for the listeners. We've been taking listener questions because Trina reached out to us like one of our first weeks on exactly right, which is super great yeah. because we love <laughs> just like bringing in women that are just like us to come and speak in languages that like we all understand about these really these intricate things. things. Yes. Yeah. And these things nuanced. are not, I honestly haven't thought much about, like, plastic surgery. Well, I've th thought about breast getting my breasts lifted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't thought that much about, like, Botox and fillers. But people have so many questions, and now I have questions. Yeah. I'm like, oh, actually, <laughs> I, I am more curious about all of this. Totally. But I think it's also just important to educate people mm -hmm. because a lot of these things get a bad reputation. Yeah. Or, like, a weird reputation. And, like, yeah. they shouldn't because we should just, like, do whatever yeah. the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should do whatever makes you happy. And the other thing is I think there's so much information on the internet and I feel like people a lot of the times will come in and kind of say the say what they have read and you're like, oh no, like that's not right. And so right. I I just also wanna disseminate and get good information that's true out there. Yeah. Um, just so that's like a big reason why I want to do that. <laughs> awesome. Will you Same. tell us a little bit like what drew you to, I mean, if you want to tell us what drew you to medicine period, but also just like what drew you to plastic and reconstructive surgery or like what do yeah. you want to specialize in? So the reason I'm doing an extra year of training that's not necessary is for aesthetic surgery fellowship. So I want to do that. But the other thing that we do a lot of as well, and that I will also probably do is breast reconstruction surgery, which is after breast cancer. Oh, wow. Um, so we do that, and it's kind of, it's similar in a way, but that's obviously reconstructive, and insurance covers it and things like that. But that's a huge part of it. And there's other crazy things that people have no idea are in plastic surgery, but a lot of reconstructive surgery after car accidents or farming accidents or things mm -hmm. like that, even on, like, the legs, the arms, like, your head things like that yeah that goes into our training so we can do all of it but i'm going to specialize in aesthetic surgery all over the body and then i'll probably do some breast reconstruction as well so yeah okay this makes a lot of sense because last summer or two summers ago my husband got in a weird random surfing accident and one of his fingers was not like fully attached to his hand and he had to have emergency surgery and at the hospital that there were two surgeons that were going to work together on 
his hand and they were both plastic yeah. surgeons and yeah my I was just scared and I was just like okay I don't want to offend you guys but like how come you're not hand surgeons like why are you plastic surgeons yeah. you know and so, and they totally yeah, yeah you explained but they totally explained yeah, so and I was like from oh. plastic surgery you can do a bunch of fellowships I'm doing aesthetic surgery but you can do hand surgery and a lot a huge part of my training and why I go into the hospital a lot at night is for people that cut off their fingers and the reason is the reason it's like also included in plastic surgery or the way I think of it is that because no people have no idea that plastic surgeons do that in the public mm -hmm. and to like sew a finger back on you use sutures that are thinner than hair and you use wow. it under the like use a microscope to sew it and things like that. I think on my wow. Instagram, my last post is me under the scope. Wow. Um, and so I'm not going to be doing that, but that's like, that's thinner than a hair. Thinner that's incredible. than a hair. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. So I think in training, you get a lot of finesse that you can use in other places. So that's why you can do hand surgery yeah. after plastic surgery. And those people are, they're like well-trained, they're board certified, like they do hand surgery all the time. Yeah. So that's what they told me, but I, yeah, I felt so really bad, but I was just, I was just curious because I was like, it was his right hand. I'm like, if his hand is fucked up. Well, that's kind of it is think about how bad. many, like, okay, this is America. Like think of how many truly mangled hands you see, not that many. And think of how many people like that, yeah. that go through and have like accidents and they have to have fingers. Like, yeah, you don't see people really that have been like, oh, I got this cut. Like I got in an accident and I never had like use of my hand anymore for the most part it's like yeah this happened when I was a kid and like look there's that little scar like people are, have normal looking hands and have yeah. been I mean I grew up in the country girl so people had some fucking accidents yeah she like, was like farming yeah. accidents <laughs> exactly farming yeah. accidents and stuff this makes perfect sense we just take it for granted because yeah that you guys can specialize in so many things yeah, and be able to totally. do so much totally the I love this. initial thing when I initially applied to plastic surgery actually my research was in congenital craniofacial surgery so for children Aww. um so that's initially where I did plastic surgery but I really liked working in aesthetics and I like the surgeries more but I think pediatric plastic surgeons are incredible and some of my mentors are and they do incredible work so that's initially why I got into it I love it <laughs> long convoluted answer to your question yeah no but I love this too because I probably selfishly like we think about this all the time but your face is what you put out to the world and yeah we see people when they're kind of at their most frustrated maybe with their face specifically yeah. whether it's like you know acne or like aging or with eyebrows even and it's this thing that like if you never have these problems like you don't know what it's like to walk through the world feeling like insecure and to be able to give yeah. somebody their face back is like the most incredible selfishly it's the most incredible feeling for somebody to yeah. look in the mirror and just be like oh my god bitch that's me I know and then selfishly for me the reason also <laughs> I love because from being a doctor you can do a bunch of different things yeah and selfishly doing surgery is just like immediate gratification yeah like totally. you see what you're doing immediately and it affects their lives so for me, that's also why I love it. Like, yeah. for the exact same reason. Totally. Yeah, that's um, awesome. What drew you to medicine in general? Like, what made um, you know that you wanted to do something in medicine? Honestly, I just sort of thought about it. And then I applied and got in. So I wasn't 100% sure. And I definitely initially, honestly, plastic surgery wasn't even on my radar. And I didn't even know, like, that I could do it, even though I knew plastic surgeons existed, I guess. But oh wow! I didn't think I would do it and then I don't know I just kind of after I did the uh, craniofacial research and that's how I sort of found out about plastic surgery itself mm. and then I did training loved aesthetic surgery loved uh, doing aesthetic surgeries in general from like the face to the body so it does so sound it fun just, it sounds like you're just a, a, a smart bitch like you're just a <laughs> smart girl I'm like well like I could just kind of like weave my way into it so I did which is so I love that I love it that's so great so this question is from Vivian on Instagram, and she asks, when do you decide it's time for plastic surgery? When I reach 40 after a baby? Oh, that's a great question. 
Yeah, I think this is a great question because I think a lot of people come into clinic and they ask that or a lot of people have thought about it for years and then finally made the decision to come in maybe after they thought about it for years. And honestly, the time is right when it's right for you, usually. Plastic surgeons, basically, they want their patients to be happy and have the best results. Nobody wants to do surgery on somebody that doesn't want it. And so their younger patients and their teens that have breast reduction surgeries or rhinoplasties that make a huge difference in their life and for their future. So I think even if you're younger, it's okay. And then even if you're 32 and not 40, it doesn't necessarily matter. There's certain things you can do and you just have to know the risks and benefits. So you can have breast procedures Mm -hmm. before you have a baby if that's what you want and you would know that the risks are maybe you'll have trouble breastfeeding but honestly that doesn't happen every time and depending on what breast surgery you want you can still breastfeed later but you can know that maybe that's a risk the other thing we usually don't do before if you're going to have children if you know you're not going to then it doesn't matter as much but if you know or you think you're going to then we wouldn't necessarily do an abdominoplasty or a tummy tuck Mm. until after If you have had, and the other thing, if you do have a breast procedure, which a lot of people do before having kids, Mm -hmm. and then you'll just have to know at some point you may need a revision or a touch up because Mm -hmm. your body will change and it's hard for anyone to predict what'll happen, whether it's big or small. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, if you're getting implants, even before or after having kids, um, it's important to know that implants aren't lifetime devices. So at some point mm. you'll need them switched out. Um, so it's not a forever type deal. And then the other thing about after having a baby is that we usually wait a year when you're done breastfeeding and your weight stabilized and you mm. kind of have when your body's back to where it wants to be and then you kind of know what you want. So it all kind of depends on what you want and if you're ready mentally to have surgery, if you have the time to take off for it, Mm -hmm. for the recovery, and if you understand the pros and cons of the procedure, depending on what's going on in your life at that point and what you want. So I don't think there's necessarily an age. I think it depends on what you want and what like is going on in your life and if you'll be happy with it. Yeah. That, that was sense. such a great answer. That's a very convoluted answer. No, no, it's it's great because it's the truth. When we it's answer like, listener questions, it's the same way. Yeah, we usually get through four questions in, in like hour. a whole episode. <laughs> no, but you're you're absolutely right. And like one of the things I love that you touched on is like, where are you mentally? Do you know a lot of people yeah. come in and like specifically for microblading? Like to me, yeah. like I don't tell people that that's semi permanent. I need to know that if this never leaves your face, like you're fine with that because I can't tell yeah. you if it's going to leave your face or not. It's science. But yeah. with that being said, like checking somebody's mental health is like a, a lot of what we do. Like, where are you mentally? Are you going through a crisis? Are you of sound mind? Are you a little wacky? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but just like, are you in a good place to make this decision? Like, are you really emotional for whatever reason? Did you just have a breakup? So like, I just think that that's yeah. such a great, point that you made and like it's important for anybody to think because those are times when we're all looking like what can we change and it's probably not the time that plastic surgery (laughs) comes into the picture no it's so true I imagine there are so many people who probably go for plastic surgery consultations and then maybe realize like no this isn't for me yeah (laughs) even if they were dead set on it I think that's important and maybe and I think it's important to just go for a consultation just to realize Mm. like oh maybe like right now in my life I don't have the time for the recovery but maybe in like two years I'll have the time for a four to six week recovery or a two-week recovery depending on the procedure so I think it's good to at least get that information if you're thinking about it for later yeah for sure oh my god you're already teaching me a lot (laughs) I know we're already there honestly I love it um what is the next question that you'd like to answer Meg on Instagram number four Yes. Is there a way for plastic surgery to ever look natural? So I am personally all about natural looking plastic surgery. I think it's important to talk to your plastic surgeon and voice what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You can definitely have a natural fuller breast or a scar hidden lower so it's not visible with a swimsuit or things like that. And I think it's important to find out if you and your plastic surgeon mesh and are on the same page about Mm -hmm. your goals because Mm -hmm. different it's just like in life like different people you meet like different things and so plastic surgeons I mean 
you're usually more asleep. So when you're having a surgery, if you're having a like in office procedure, obviously it's not a big right. deal. But I mean, you're, you're more asleep. Often so than asleep, sorry. Yeah. So the plastic surgeon is like making your decision. So I feel like it's important to know that, or just to figure out if that plastic surgeon and you are on the same page. So totally. it's definitely possible to be natural and. I am all about natural plastic surgery. I'd kind of like to say something on that point is that the best plastic surgery, and this goes with aesthetics also, because like the only thing I can really compare to this is like brows and lashes. Yeah. Like the best plastic surgery, you can't tell that they got plastic surgery. The best plastic surgery looks beautiful and you just look like the best version of yourself or whoever that person is. And so like you have no idea that they even got it done. And so I think that that's Mm -hmm. like kind of maybe a misconception about like Instagram and also about like celebrity is yes, it's easy to see kind of like when people are overdone. (laughs) And like especially yeah, totally. everything is like so much bigger yeah. but like maybe because we live in New York so you just constantly see like different types of beautiful people but like the yeah. best work we just have beautiful people we just have everything's just good looking here what can I say <laughs> but it's true it's like with eyelashes when people are like I don't want to be able to tell that you have eyelashes and it's like bitch everybody that you're looking at at the subway probably has lashes just yeah. like the best ones you can't tell are fake because it's like Yes, that's it. So Okay, girl, this yes. is a good example. Yeah. My client Charlotte. Hi Charlotte. I love her. <laughs> she had gotten a lip filler a while ago, a couple yeah. of years ago, and it looked great. You you almost it was so subtle. Um, and that's how yeah. she wanted it. But then this time around, her friend was like, Go to my guy, you gotta go to my you gotta go to my plastic surgeon. Yeah. And I don't know that she kind of looked into like what his taste is, you know, yeah. to your mm-hmm. point. Yes. And it was much different. She looked, yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it. It was just like different. It didn't, almost didn't look like her, but it wasn't what she wanted. Yes. And, yeah. And I think yeah. even for that, like, I really like natural lip filler. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the natural look. I, and, and there's definitely, I don't think there's anything wrong with the augmented look, like yes. for breasts or anything Surely. like that. Like, if that's what you want, I think that's totally fine. Totally. But, like, I think it's definitely possible to have natural looking injectables or plastic surgery and just know that it's possible it's not yeah. just the augmented look yes everywhere and you totally. said it perfectly is that it's art really what yeah. it comes down to right and it's like music it's like anything different people have different tastes not everybody's taste is for you and girl I'm sorry that I was laughing but you said it perfectly <laughs> like you're sleeping he can't be like so do you like this like is, <laughs> is this what I mean maybe some for things but probably most they can't so you want to trust that that person like you guys are on the same fucking page like he yeah. understands what you want to look like or, or she yeah. they they understand what yeah. you want to look like <laughs> <laughs> you're sleeping no sorry it's totally that was so good. you're probably asleep <laughs> True. like if your boobs are looking weird you're not gonna know that shit till you wake so up you and wake you've up. already paid for it yes oh my goodness yes okay next question it was by Erin on Instagram oh my god yes Erin on Instagram Erin hey girl <laughs> <laughs> and a couple other people also asked about okay. under eye filler and what your thoughts are so I love under eye filler so much I have it I think it's great nice which is just to show you how much I love it. (laughs) You're like, oh, for free? I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like in between like work stuff and then you're just like, (laughs) Um, I think it's a game changer. I think there's a point where eye fillers can't fix everything. So I think that's important to know. Um, And so you can, like you might, if you have some bags and you're, also have some like loose skin around the eye then you may need a lower lead blepharoplasty which redrapes the fat under Mm, um yeah it can take out the excess skin if you have excess skin and it kind of depends on what you want I think somebody else also asked like I heard you can get a bluish hue Mm -hmm. if you get under eye filler with pale skin and it's yeah and it's definitely um so uh one type of filler or injectable is hyaluronic acid and if you inject it in pale people or even superficially in other skin types it can give like a bluish hue um and it's so you can get that but what it does is it restores the volume and so there's different things that contribute to an under eye bag so Mm -hmm. if you get some tear trough filler and it has a little bluish hue um and you won't like that I think that's important to know but if you're okay with like 
having to put maybe a little bit of concealer on, but your volume looks good under your eyes, right. it may make a huge difference. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, it may not like, I don't know, it kind of depends on what you want, but um, I think tier 12 filler is awesome. And it's definitely true. Like you can only do so much with eye filler. So depending on what you want, you may want a lower lid blepharoplasty that's more long-term. Um, if you don't like want to keep getting eye fillers, because depending on what eye filler you get, it can last, um, like some of them only last three to six months and some of them can last a year. So wow. it just sort of depends. So the under eye filler is like, if you have like bags or hollowness, like either. Yeah. One. So it's not, uh, necessarily. So as you age everywhere in your body, you can get osteoporosis. And so what that means is you're you basically your face, your facial bones age as well. And so as they age, they get thinner and your face has ligaments and things like that, that like make it the shape that it is. So as you age, there's um, an orbital malar ligament right under here. And so that ligament stretching is actually what gives you the bag. Wow. Um, Interesting. And so you... That's so cool. I mean, it's not cool, but it is not cool. cool. I didn't know, no, because I didn't know that. That's really Me interesting. Neither. Yeah. So when you are putting into your trough filler, like the reason you're putting it in is because your bone has received, has aged basically there. So mm -hmm. you're putting it in deep or... Um, and so when you're doing a blepharoplasty, you're releasing that orbital malar ligament to make it a smooth um, lid cheek junction and like make it beautiful and natural. Well, wow. your under eye area does look very nice. It does. It looks oh, quite thanks. lovely. I, don't worry. I, I also have concealer on. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so, great. With that being said, and maybe this is a stupid question, but when people have like dark under eye circles, and sometimes, yeah. like, I know that oftentimes that's, like, genetic. Yeah. Is Clients that, ask us all the time. Yeah, is that something yeah. that might help? Or no, because you're saying that it might have, like, it's, the bluish tint, tint. Or, like, what causes no, that definitely, So it definitely can help. It's just, I think it's not going to just all of a sudden lighten your skin. But there are some people that, honestly, it is the shadow of right like it's the shadow that's creating the dark bag mm, and not right. the skin even though you, you think it's the skin right um so some people that. can make a huge difference and then it actually isn't because they have like darker skin and even with the people that have like the darker skin hollows you can try the filler and see like is like did it make a difference because honestly i think it would and it would be a little like you may still have dark like a little bit darker skin there like it may not necessarily change everything. Right. Because that's the thing that's interesting about filler. And, like, tell me if I'm wrong, because this is kind of just something I realized from, like, knowing aesthetics. But oftentimes, okay, <laughs> like, I'm going to use an example because a lot of us watch The Housewives, right? So yeah. one of the housewives, I remember they were like, oh, my God, she has a whole new face. And she's like, I've never had plastic surgery. I just got filler. And I was explaining that the yeah. reason that it looks so different is because filler, when you add volume, it changes the way that the light bounces off of our face. And because it changes yeah. the way the light bounces off of our face, it's the same thing with contouring and highlighting, is it creates yeah. hollowness or it creates volume because it's really just, like, optical tricks. Like, yeah. just, like, playing with light and dark and like you know artist exactly. shit you're so smart yeah well it's more so because like I, I went to art school and so in terms of like looking at people's being able to like draw a portrait no I can't draw a portrait but like I remember taking a class about it and so it's like looking, <laughs> at, looking at the light and the way the light bounces off your face and that's what comes on, onto the paper and so like that's why I'm like girl you're an artist like that's what they're doing yeah. with with aesthetics so I just like to say that because sometimes people don't realize why filler makes such a difference like yeah. especially if you're fuller faced you might not need yeah. filler it might not give you the change that you want right yeah yeah okay. exactly cool thanks girl thanks for letting me like yeah no the light reflection thing is spot on like I think that's super important to realize yeah thanks <laughs> I went to art school so it's not a big deal <laughs> went to art school kind of learned about years ago. surgery <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay next question Catherine on instagram i think it was on the second one how does botox prevent wrinkles yes okay <laughs> yeah that's a great question so if we want to get real technical yeah let's botox is one of the brand names for botulinum toxin so it's a toxin made by a bacteria clostridium botulinum and this is a toxin that is the reason why 
people say don't give honey to infants under one oh. um, because that will kind of paralyze your baby oh and potentially be lethal. And so the toxin works at the neuromuscular junction and causes muscle paralysis um, by inhibiting the release of acetylcholine at the presynaptic terminal. So what that oh. means is your muscle gets <laughs> paralyzed. <laughs> okay. So holy really, shit. <laughs> really technical, Catherine. Sorry. Um, you asked, girl. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if it's injected in your forehead, it paralyzes your frontalis muscle. Um, and thereby you don't have wrinkles when you're like raising your eyebrows and it takes about seven days to work and can last three to four months, depending on how fast your body metabolizes things. And there's different ways, like, um, you guys have probably seen this as well, like getting a Botox brow lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a client who did that. Yeah. And so how it works is you put a little bit of Botox, um, in the muscle that goes around your eye, but in one specific place here and then that um, at your lateral brow and it paralyzes just that area and then your frontalis muscle will lift it Mm -hmm. still because you didn't paralyze there but you paralyze your orbic and so that's how you get like the eyebrow lift which is oh my god that's so so that's why also I think you should definitely go to a specialist who knows all the anatomy because there's all these things that you can do to get what you want right like wow. specific not just like let's just inject this so you don't see yeah. the wrinkle there like to actually yeah. have things yes just like yeah and i have super thick brows so i don't need it but there's like if you just naturally have flat brows a bunch of people get the botox brow lift to get them an arch mm-hmm. wow. a client of mine did it because her brows were asymmetrical and yes. i was like girl this is just your face yeah you know like yeah, i can't it's beyond thing. what i can do and um she went and she got yeah, Botox from someone yeah. who like really knew what they were doing. Yeah. And it really evened them out. It was cool. Yeah. And made yeah. her look just like fresh. Looks good. I yeah. guess that's the thing too is sometimes with, I've had that too. I actually have a client you just saw her the other day who because we've been in quarantine, it was the first time I saw her and I was like, did you used to get Botox in your brows to like even them out because one is really sassy? And she's yeah. like, yeah, you see my sassy brow. She's coming back because like one of her muscles is just overactive. And so yeah. it's kind of the opposite of what we're saying. So she gets it to yeah. kind of just like relax. So she doesn't always look like she's giving everybody this stink eye. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so okay, cool. I'm finding new respect for Botox. Yeah. And there's and a other million other reasons why medically it's you. So I'm just talking about aesthetics, but um, another Part of what we do also is um, in patients with facial paralysis, even kids that are born with it or after having cancer surgery or something like that, you can do surgery to restore their smile. So not Botox, but like a full surgery where you reconnect the nerves and muscles and things like that. But if you, if it's like almost like really close to their other side, but there's just like a little something that's off it's like the same thing as the client you were talking about you can give a little bit of botox to even them out and then you're like you've like given them a whole new smile and face wow so crazy so crazy dude it's yeah it's people's i mean yeah you're changing lives changing lives yeah exactly changing lives oh wait i've got something to ask about botox because i want to know the answer to this too is somebody put in there about preventative botox yeah just what do you think of it yeah i think I, so I am personally all about it, but I also like my personal thing is I don't like the kind of the classic, I guess, version of Botox where you're totally frozen. Right. So, so I think if you're younger, I don't think getting Botox is necessarily a problem, but I don't think it's natural to look frozen. So if you get Botox when you're younger, you'll definitely need less units mm-hmm. um unless you want the frozen look which i get but i think when you're younger you don't really want that right um and so i think it's okay and then like in my family everyone has these creases in between their eyes so i get them botox so i don't get that <laughs> <laughs> like i'm thinking ahead here oh that's yeah so and then also somebody i think asked about tmj pain and getting um botox in like for your jaw pain and things. And so you can get Botox in your 
masseter muscles, um, which is what clenches your jaw and why you kind of get Chewing. headaches and things like that. Yeah. And so you can definitely do that. It's usually like 50 units or it can be even more, but usually people start with like 25 or 50 units on each side. And then you can, if you need more, that's fine. I think they also ask like, what are the pros and cons? So the pros, um, people that have bad TMJ, like pain, they love it. They say it's life changing and altering. Um, the thing that people also talk about, some people don't care because they just are so glad not to have headaches all the time. Um, but it does because you're paralyzing this muscle, it slims the lower third of your face. So some people don't mind. Um, but some people are like, Oh, well, I kind of liked my jawline before my facial lift before. So then they don't get it as often. So that's just important to know. Mm. So interesting, all these all yeah. these ways that we can. Um, the, with the preventative Botox, is it basically like people started? I guess in their twenties usually. Yeah, in their twenties, I started in my late twenties, and yeah, did I need it? Probably not. But I think the whole thing of plastic surgery—it's all about you and like what you want. Like you shouldn't get it because other people are doing it. Right. right. Like you should I, do it. For yes. You. Like you had something very specific. You're like everyone in my family has these like the 11s. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. I know that I don't want them. So let me nip it in the bud instead of someone being like, oh, I'm in my 20s. I should just do it. because. Right. Yeah. I should. So I don't think like just because you're in your 20s and you've heard about preventative Botox, like if you want to try it, I think that's fine. But I don't like I think the whole point of plastic surgery is to give it's all about you and what you want. It's not about what other people think of you or what other people say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how you get into trouble. It's also, it's like, it's your body dudes. Like your body is, you get one of them. Like this is it. And if you're going to make decisions about it, probably make it for yourself. (laughs) Like not because somebody else is telling you to do something. Yeah. Yeah, Especially shit like this. Yeah. Do it. If you want to do it, don't, if you don't, it's your fucking body. That's it. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com Carrie on Instagram asked some warnings on how to know if you have a plastic surgeon who just wants to upsell great I never seg- even thought about that great segue by the way great yeah. segue <laughs> yeah I never thought about that except I have had clients who have been like oh I went for my forehead and they told me to also get it in my eyes and I did it yeah that would th- I guess that's what Carrie means well, yeah, I guess that's, so I think there's a couple like aspects to this, um, but I think, A, it's a great question because first and foremost, I think it's hugely important that you should see a board certified plastic surgeon, not just because there are people that just, which it's just because the world sucks, people that like quote unquote say they're a plastic surgeon, but you should make sure that they're board certified. And that means they went to college, they went to medical school after becoming a doctor, they did specific training in plastic surgery. And from there, some plastic surgeons like me do additional training in aesthetic surgery. Mm -hmm. And from there, you have to become board certified, like to even become, to show that you're a safe and ethical surgeon. So I think it's really important to do your homework to make sure you're going to the right person. And that way you're not you don't get the vibe that you're getting somebody's trying to upsell you mm-hmm. because honestly, after doing all that, it's not worth it to upsell anyone. Right. <laughs> right. Um, True. So I think it's just important to know, to go to a board certified plastic surgeon and um, the, our like American society of plastic surgeons at, um, I think it's find.plasticsurgery.org has a list of board certified plastic surgeons. You can look someone up near you and look up their training. Yeah. Um, and don't go to hotel I think rooms, people. Yeah, exactly. Oh and God. I think it's also confusing for the general public because there are doctors that are in other specialties that say that they're doing cosmetic medicine. 
mm. um, or surgery, but their training was in something else. And so, and their training was like in emergency medicine or internal medicine. And don't get me wrong, like a ton of my friends do emergency medicine or internal medicine. They're awesome. Like they are great at what they do. But there's some that say they're cosmetic doctors and you're like, uh, I don't know about that. And right. so I think it's just important to make sure you go to a board certified plastic yeah, do surgeon. Your and do yeah. your research for sure. And then the other thing that we kind of already touched on is um, like getting a procedure or surgery done is huge and you're putting your trust into someone. So you should go to someone you feel comfortable with. Like even if that person is board certified, but you don't really think that they understand what you're saying or you don't mesh with them or you like you don't think your goals are being understood then get a consult with a different plastic surgeon and see if they understand you better like I don't th I think if you're getting the vibe that they're trying to upsell you it's probably the wrong thing I do think like what you said though I think it's important to educate patients so like uh I don't know why that's the first thing that came on the top of my head but like people will come and be like, Hey, I have sad, heavy eyes. Like I need a, uh, like we talked about already. And mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, that's sort of true, but it's actually cause you're like, the reason you look tired actually isn't cause of your eyes. It's cause your brows are lower. Mm -hmm. ah. So it, it's not actually because your eyes are bad. It's like, you need a brow lift. Right. Okay. And, and I'm not upselling you. This is just the I know better facts. than you do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hard to like, I don't think that's upselling. It's just like, I know that's what you think because your eyes do look tired from your brows being lower, but doing like surgery could fix part of it, but it won't fix necessarily everything. Totally. And so I think it's important to know, like you're getting all your information and from there you can choose what to do. Like, I don't think any of any surgeon is going to be like, Oh, like don't, you have no like, choice. Yeah, you have no choice. Like, I think people sometimes are just trying to tell you, like, if you want not tired eyes, this is how you can get your best result. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I feel like with any surgery, it's always great if you can to get more than one opinion, right? Like, yes. yeah. especially if you're not 100% sure, like you need yeah, someone to kind of tell you. I feel like there's probably nothing wrong with that. And also, like, you're doing your job. Like, you're hearing me. You're not just saying, like, oh, this person wants this, so let me give it to them. You're hearing actually what they want, which is, I don't want to look tired anymore. Can you help me? And you're saying, okay, this is actually why you look tired, so let's do that. I mean, yeah. look, if you're looking for a Groupon, that might sound like an upsell to you. But if you want, <laughs> if you want the results that you want, that's somebody who's listening to you. That's your doctor that's, like, paying for attention to what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Do you want to talk about Kybella? Yeah, there like 18 billion questions on oh, Kybella. My God. Amber asked or just said, would love to hear about Kybella. And that was like one of many. Everybody. Yeah. Elizabeth wants to know what's up with Kybella. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is super popular right now with Zoom and the pandemic and working from home. Mm. And so um, it's a little bit hard because Kybella definitely works. What it is is deoxycholic acid and it destroys your fat cells. Mm. Um, and it's FDA approved, um, for your submental region or under your chin. And so it can work. And then it it's like you do injections and it is sort of painful. So people usually do some numbing cream and, or numbing itself, not necessarily. It depends. You can do either one. Um, and then you get these injections and then immediately after you swell a ton because it's basically like doing a lot of oh like it looks inflammation. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks way, um, it looks, I think like a lot different than people imagine. Like you, so like, you swell. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I kind of you imagine bubble, 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 like there's ass actually acid yeah. inside. I imagine yeah. a cartoon version of that, but like, yeah, no, it is basically the cartoon version. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it stay like that? It depends on the person, but usually I feel like two weeks and it's bruised oh. too. And then in younger patients, it is like you can get some skin retraction just from the injection, which is nice because then you get a better like jawline contour. But it's hard to, yeah, but it's hard to predict like how much skin retraction you'll get. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily for everyone though, because I think, which I get, people just want an injection and then to kind of be done and be on their way with like a little bit of recovery. But I think the reason I think it's important to 
see a plastic surgeon is they can kind of tell you, because Kybella definitely has limits, like it's not going to take away all the fat. And so after you might not be happy with your result if you had more, but there's nothing more that Kybella can do. So some other options that may be more worth it, depending on what your particular anatomy is, is getting liposuction. Or if you have excess skin, honestly, some like a lot of the time, the best thing to do is a neck lift. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, it just kind of depends on getting evaluated, but another thing is sometimes people have a little bit of a chin that's a little back compared to normal Mm. and they might not have have like a weak kind of looking jaw ish. Yeah. And so people might not have ever noticed it. So you can get a chin implant or honestly, you can actually get um, filler there to build up the chin and then your neck mm. and like jawline will look better so there's that actually is. a ton of different things you can do and it's hard to describe for everyone because everyone like it just depends on your anatomy and what will work best for you so yeah. Kybella definitely works but it may it's not like uh it won't work on everyone it sounds like it's a miracle but it's not, is what yeah. you're saying. It sounds like inject this yeah. and everybody's so like, fat's going to be the gone. The Kybella is specifically just for that area, like under the um, chin, yeah? Yeah, so it's FDA approved for that. And, you know, it's, uh, you guys probably like know this as well, but it's like Botox initially was just FDA approved for the Globella, 20 units and just the Globella, but obviously mm. people get Botox everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though it's only FDA approved here, people have... Um, used it safely and there's reports uh, about using it safely like some people have gotten um it for their like uh, armpit pooch that's what i kind of picture i've got a little weird yeah like knee pooch that's yeah not, or yeah and it's not worth yeah. doing anything but if somebody said i got some free yeah. kybella for you you want it anywhere i'd be like knee pooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the knee pooch is the other thing people have done ah, it for okay so it's fda approved it's not fda approved for other places but um, people have done it. All right, Kybella, come through if you want to get okay, some yeah. people. <laughs> people seem really into it, and it does seem so. Basically, it's like if you have a little bit of that like extra chin situation going on, it will likely work for you. But if you have like all straight yeah. up turkey neck, right? <laughs> you yeah, neck lift. then you probably need a neck lift. And then also, like if you have a little bit, like the other thing, I think that's hard to know unless you do all this training. It's hard to tell, like whether this is just more skin or fat Mm. and so sometimes it is just skin and then kybella won't really do anything for you Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing is like people that we always evaluate is some people have a more anterior hyoid which is like here Mm -hmm. and so it makes their neck and jawline look more prominent and so they don't have like a slimmer neck and that's that's honestly just your anatomy, so there's nothing you can really do about so that. <laughs> all the ways that we're trying to like change ourselves. Yeah, not in a bad way. It's just I yeah. Just never, it's I've never that all of this to, exists. That's what I mean. I've never spoken to a plastic surgeon before, so now I'm just hearing all these like <laughs> your hyoid. All right, girl. That's what I can't. Google that's what hyoid. You, it's fine. I just never thought about it. Before I really my hate life. my fucking hyoid. <laughs> but maybe I do, and I didn't know that's exactly. what bothered me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I could take a look. Maybe I didn't know there was a better version. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very so interesting. fun. This is really fun. Um, we have a little time if you want to answer anything else. Yeah. Just you can cut me off. I honestly like love talking no, about this. We can stuff. do this. Great. So. <laughs> well, we haven't talked about booties, and I'm so interested in <gasps> oh, booties, yeah. and booties and boobs. Booties and boobs. Yeah. I really liked something that you said before about boobs, and you said like breast implants are like not lifelong devices, and I just feel yeah, like, yes, these are medical procedures. These are like devices that you're putting into your body to like change your body, but it's not yeah. your body. Do you know? I don't yeah. know. I think it's like worth saying that, right? Like these are devices that we're doing yeah. to like enhance and change things, and it means that there's like for them upkeep. Exactly, there's upkeep that's involved. It's yeah. not like a one shot deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's she expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like buying a Beamer, you got to keep taking it to back to the dealership, man. You can't just go to Joe's on the corner, you know. No, it's true. Um, Yes, yeah, so Tia on Instagram asked, what's the best age to get a breast lift? I want one, but I'm only 32, so I don't know if I should wait. I want one too, girl. So, Me too. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just like we talked about it. It's like if you're ready for it and you're mentally like 
there and you know what the risks are. Um, if you are just getting a breast lift itself without an implant, it or even with an implant, it reverses time, but you don't stop time. So after you get your breast lift, like maybe it takes you back a certain number of years to what your breasts were like however many years ago, but then you still continue aging because it's your body mm -hmm. um, and it's time and there's nothing you can do about that. So, right. <laughs> and if you can't predict like whether it's 10 years, 20 years, like maybe you'll need a lift again or if you want it. If you don't, that's totally fine. Um, so it's just important to know that after a breast lift, your breasts will again start aging, even though you reverse time, you didn't mm, stop it. Interesting. I didn't uh, think about that. What is a breast yeah. lift itself? Like, what is the procedure? Like, what's the difference? And I guess you just kind of said it, like you can do a lift with uh, an implant, but like what yeah. are the different kind of options? Yeah. So if you, you can just do a breast lift, which kind of lifts your breast tissue and your nipple areola complex up to a more natural position um because some people have ptosis um and it kind of points downwards instead of up mm -hmm. and so that. depending on yeah <laughs> so depending on depending on like how much it is there's different like incisions that you make to lift it up a certain height mm. um, it kind of depends on what you need and the only thing is so it'll lift you but it won't necessarily give you the upper breast volume ah, higher on your chest, which okay. is why people, if they, and it can definitely look natural, then you would need an implant. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. I need both apparently. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then like if you're getting a lift with an implant, you have more upper breast fullness, then again, it's just important to know they're not lifetime devices. And if right. you're super nervous and which a lot of people are, and um then and you don't want an implant i totally get that like it's a thing you're putting in your body so if you don't want that then some people just get the breast lift knowing that you won't get as much upper pull um upper mm. breast kind of fullness and then what about the fat transplants yeah fat transfer so you can yeah. do yeah, fat someone asked transfer. About that. yeah so some people um can do like say again you don't want implants you can do fat transfer from kind of wherever in your body that you don't like it and inject it, um, honestly anywhere, but you can inject it to your upper breast volume. So some of it, not necessarily all of it takes cause it's kind of like, uh, you transfer it and then wherever you transfer it to, it has to get vascularity, um, and stay alive. And so not necessarily all of it will live and you can't predict how much will live. So, um, some of it, it always does like, oh, I would say on average, different studies say between 50 and 80% mm. um, survive when you fat graft anywhere. Um, so fucking interesting, dude. You're so is that more even, cost effective than like an implant or is it just safer than an implant? Um, people some people do? like, yeah, it's not necessarily more cost effective. It's some people don't want the implant and in that sense, it gives you... Like it's still your natural. Yeah, it's yeah. natural. The other thing is after breast reconstruction surgery where they take oh. out all your breast tissue and you get an implant um, because there's literally no, like all your breast tissue is gone because of the breast cancer. Right. Um, to camouflage the implant to look more natural, people will do fat transfer at the top. So it's oh. not just the implant in your chest wall. It kind of looks more natural. Honestly, so you can do fat transfer. Yeah. Or even in a lot of people's facelifts, because we were talking about filler, but the other thing you can do is like if you don't want filler and you want um, fat transfer to your face because it's your own tissue, um, you can do like fat transfer to the tear troughs or, you know, your nasolabial folds or things like that. I should have stayed in school. This is so interesting. There's so many things. There's so many no, it things is you cool. can do. So it is cool, cool to use something that's already in your body and put it somewhere else. That's yes. kind of fucking awesome. It's very uh, Frankenstonian. Yeah. And like yeah the plastic surgery way. is crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. One of the, so this isn't what I specialize, or I'm going to specialize in, or what I specialize in, but I think one of the craziest things that plastic surgeons do is um, for people that have like facial nerve injuries and can't smile, you can take a strip of muscle from your inner thigh called the gracilis and with the nerve and neurotize it and then put it in your 
face under your skin and then people smile. It's crazy what? that you can do that. What? Yeah. Also, like, the people who figure this out, like, I'm just so blown away That's by how insane. cool the body is and that yeah. you, like, do this every day. <laughs> There's people who are just out there, like, figuring this shit out and, like, it's so cool. And, like, yeah. I don't know, say what you will about, you know, the vanity side of it, but it's just, like, yeah. I don't know, like, we all three of us see how life-changing it is when people yeah. feel good and, like, want to step outside and show their face, and I just think it's, yeah. like, so awesome and also yeah i just think it's so awesome it's really cool work it is really cool yeah yeah, I yeah. Just, it's crazy what you can do <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is. <laughs> totally. um did you want to talk at all about like women of color within plastic surgery oh yeah i so I, there's like several things about this so a i think it's like you should find a plastic surgeon that you trust and that so i think in that it's like a lot of people prefer female plastic surgeons. Um, and so I think that's important just to find somebody you, that you can see eye to eye with. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it necessarily matters like what your upbringing is or things like that. But I think if you feel more comfortable with somebody who understands like maybe darker, like that it's important to ask for people with darker skin that they might have keloids more often and mm -hmm. understand things like that. I think, I don't know how to explain it because I just think it's important to find somebody that you can like identify with. Yeah. Can identify with. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think then you guys will, you'll be happier because you'll get the result that you want. And I think your surgeons will be happy because you're happy and they totally. like felt like they did a good job. So it's not necessarily that it's like, you have to go to a plastic surgeon that is exactly like you. I think it's just, they need you to should go to someone. Since. Yeah. With yes. We say this it's, all the time. Yeah. It's like aesthetics. Like you don't need to, if you're black, you don't necessarily need to go to a black esthetician, but who you go yeah. to needs to understand black skin and they need to understand that there are nuances yeah. within ethnicities. And it's probably yeah. the same. It's like, you don't have to be anything to understand what it is that we're talking about. You can easily yeah. understand these things across ethnicities, but you just to need to be able to, to relate is a whole other yes, thing. That's thing. true. I also, also yes. I think it's important because I think a lot of plastic surgeons have like, not a a lot but I think there's definitely I shouldn't say that sorry but <laughs> I, I think there's people that have one view of what like beautiful is yeah and mm -hmm. I think it's and so they always try to recreate that result but that particular result may not look good on like different body types totally and so I think it's important just to go to someone who like thinks different things are beautiful on different bodies I'm so glad that you brought this up, Alex, because I feel like this is such a huge moment that we almost miss because I was just so excited <laughs> I like, talking about this. But you're absolutely yeah. right, is we're talking about standards of beauty. And there are many different standards of beauty, especially in a country like America, where we have like so many different cultures and so many diff different ethnicities and so many different standards of beauty. And it's you're 100% right. It's important to go to somebody who knows that and who is like open to that and is open to yeah. just like understanding and isn't trying to just like throw one person one anything out like everybody is fucking yeah. unique and different <laughs> yeah. and you should go to somebody who understands totally. that totally yeah that's the main thing that i think when you're like going to find a plastic surgeon yeah no and you're so right you're so right yeah, I mean, we can go deeper. There's so much convolution around that, but... Um, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People, we don't have to go there today. It's, it's just any... You know, if I give a facial and the person is dealing with skin conditions that I personally have dealt with, I yeah. feel even just, like, extra confident that I can yes. help yeah. them. Yeah. And that we can just, yeah. like, do this together. I'm always confident that I can help anyone, but... There's something different, so and I'm sure it's the like same about identifying. for the client. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And man, I didn't even think so about with that. Plastic with surgery, I would think hell fucking yeah. Yes, like yeah. And we're talking about standards of beauty. We're talking about things that are like in this country very Eurocentric for the most part. But like, thank God, yeah. things are kind of changing in which we can have yeah. this conversation and talk about different 
yeah, different types of beauty. Like, you're so right. It's like in, in many cultures, I can't even say in the black culture, in the Jewish culture too, like nose jobs is such a big thing, right? And it's like yeah. changing, for us, it's like changing our wide nose to be, some people, I do not believe this, some people believe yeah. you need to change a wider nose to fit into like a more Eurocentric stereotype. I've heard so many Jewish girls like, I, mean, I, know, I know so uh, girls I mean at 16 got nose jobs a girl because, opened up yes. a conversation and she was like not that I think that I need a nose job but if I was ever to get one and it's like girl so you think you need a nose job like I would never yeah. that com- I would never think that because I don't think that I need a nose job so the fact that like it's no even even, even like my nose like according to like all the plastic surgery like quote-unquote standards like my nose is like wider than it should be but honestly it's like my family's nose and it looks fine on my face it looks beautiful you're gorgeous yes so 100 (laughs) percent. yeah you're absolutely right what is your background my parents are indian so um and then they immigrated to this country and then we like grew up in st louis Oh my, oh my goodness. I love, I love it because I was looking at you and getting a complete Chrissy Teigen vibe. And like, yeah. <laughs> so I love that I was completely wrong. And I just love that people look so like, I love that everybody looks different. You can never tell where somebody's from. They're just like a beautiful person yeah. and like they can have any kind of ethnic background. Yeah. So it's true. Nice surprise. And nice little surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gorgeous, but I already told you that, so you don't need to know and that your anymore. Skin, everything, everything. Oh the brows, and now the you'll hair. get to look young forever because you're a pleasant church. <laughs> and two is like having an Indian background. Indian people have such like you have the whole rainbow of skin types within yeah. your culture, which just is so interesting because now you need to, you know, it's kind of like I was saying to Alex, like Dominican salons can do any hair because they have like a whole rainbow of people and they got so much yeah. Afro centricity whatever within their culture so you have to do everybody it's the same I I can kind of imagine with you like just knowing about different skin types and girl you're gonna be fine I'm not worried about your Harvard when I'm ready to get my titties lifted and fat in there and all these other things with them I guess I'll come to me yes I'm super excited Uh, I'm super excited like I'm making my appointment right now I mean, we both don't want kids, yeah, so like we don't really have ready, to worry girl, about I'm ready, I'm ready. breastfeeding <laughs> anything. We would love, maybe, I mentioned to Elizabeth, and if you wanted to do, I'm sure you're yeah. so busy, but maybe doing like an Instagram live with us one day and like answer yeah. some more questions because we have I so would, many. Honestly, I would love to. I was just thinking about that. Like we didn't even get to half of them. Like if you want to do like another podcast or an Instagram live, like I would love to. I think so that would fun. be really awesome. Well, yeah. I'll yeah. email you or in the like, coming weeks. I, we can do like, if you want like an Instagram live on like a particular topic or leave it open <gasps> or something. That's true. Yeah, we should probably narrow this down. <laughs> I know, no, I know. No, it's totally it's fine so if it's open too. I was just thinking like, I feel like there's so many questions and like, I, it's like so weird, but I, I just like want to get good information out there because I feel like there's so much misinformation on the internet that like I just want to provide good information yeah totally. also change the scope of what people think of when they think of plastic surgery because yeah. it's clearly not all the same I've been very judgy over the years when it comes to things like this and I my mind has changed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool especially when you start talking about kids and the life-changing abilities that you guys have I think yeah. it's like so noble and awesome it really yeah is. it's very cool and you're gonna go to Harvard and you're gonna go to Harvard yeah. girl you go to Harvard <laughs> <laughs> okay you'll be on the east coast so you have to come say hi yes yeah I'm definitely. sure you'll have lots of free time yeah. probably not yeah. <laughs> okay but so you, worth it do you want to tell the people where they can find more information about you I don't know if you want to send people to your to your Instagram. Yeah, for sure. I'm um, my Instagram. I'm like revamping my Instagram page, but it's at Plastics MD, and I'm gonna slowly start putting out like create some videos and things like that and informational posts. So I'm working on that. So there aren't that many right now, but I'll get on it. Yes. (laughs) Well, after this airs, girl, you're gonna have a lot of people come and see. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure or anything. But (laughs) as two people who just entered the exactly right universe, we're warning you. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Yeah. Like so incredible. Hey guys. Hey. I hope that you loved that chat we had with Dr. Eversall. She's the best. Oh my god, do you guys love her too? Yes, you're obsessed with her also, I know. (laughs) 
She's great. Um, I hope that you all learned a lot. I really learned a ton. And also I've learned to stop judging people who get surgeries done and injectables because it's none of my fucking business. Yeah, that's true. And, and not, that I, not that I judged, but I definitely... You know, especially if I had young clients who were getting Botox, I was just like, why? Yeah. But to each their own. And totally. It's all just about feeling good. Look good, sure. feel good. I think that's it. If anything, I learned during the pandemic, like whenever people are like, oh, so how's it been going here? Like with the business and everything. If nothing else, once things settled out, it was just such an interesting social experiment to see women come in feeling just like nervous or scared or like because of what's going on with the pandemic and then to mm-hmm. leave feeling feeling good because they looked good like all right i don't have to worry about my eyebrows because everything out there this is one thing i don't have to worry about totally so yeah just maybe like a little bit more maybe a little more permanent yes and i hope that those of you whose questions got answered that you feel like you kind of know some shit now yeah maybe you didn't have questions coming in and now you're just like maybe even more questions maybe you didn't know what the fuck kybella was because i really didn't know what it was kybella what about that i need to maybe look this up on youtube and see what it looks like that sounds it looks very bananas. scary though at first yeah actually an old esthetician co-worker of mine got it recently because she works in a medi spa with mm-hmm. um like a derm or a plastic surgeon i'm not sure and she's been like updating every day how it looks. She looks crazy. Yeah. How long has it Not been? Not crazy, but it looks oh, so crazy. It looks like intense. Yeah. But it's only been like a few days. So right. she said it could take like two weeks. Yeah. But anyway, I hope also <laughs> that if any of you are on the fence about getting procedures done, that this at least gave you some knowledge as to how like to move forward. Right. You're just like, anyway, moving on with that. Anyway. Good luck to her. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fine, but it's scary. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be But I'm fine. really curious to see how it looks in the end. Um, and that's it. That's it. So you guys, if you want to know more about us, you can always follow us on the gram. You can follow us at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. That's where we're having some fun we're dropping some we just actually made our social media calendar so we're gonna have talk to me tuesday tuesdays we're gonna be trying to do some listener letters on there for you guys you'll see our beautiful faces i'm not gonna name any other dates because we're gonna see how we get through talk to me tuesday for now <laughs> One day at a time. let's see how that goes let's see how that goes and then we'll give you some other updates with things that you can find on the gram but that's where things are happening that's where you can always dm us so if you'd like to send us some questions for us to answer yes. on a future episode, you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on our Instagram. Yep. And feel free to follow us on Twitter if you'd like, truebeautybkpod. And definitely follow us on the gram. And definitely just say hi. Thank you guys like, so much for all review, of these. Like, review, subscribe. That's what you could do. You could like, review, subscribe. You could tell your mama. You can tell your sister, you can tell your auntie about these cool girls that you hang out with once a week on Fridays on the Exactly Right Network. That would be cool. Yeah, we got a printer to print out all of your <laughs> listener letters. It's like a, like a really weird brag. Listen, guys, they're I'm just very excited about the it. The way that things are in the world, it's the little little pieces that little give us joy. Little I'm excited to be printing out your listener letters. I put my little three-hole punch. I put it in the binder. It's exciting for me. We're trying to be organized because ni- neither of us are actually organized people. No, we this can't is our figure attempt. out the docs. We can't figure out the Google spreadsheets. <laughs> We're doing it old school. <laughs> but we love you guys. Thank you so much for writing in. Keep writing in. And thanks for listening. And thanks for listening also. And I think that that's it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our photos, hair, and makeup are by Sabrina and Joe Holdsworth. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Exactly Right Media.